Hi there, Stacey Maynard here. Don't just link for the sake of linking, link for success. How do you feel about being judged? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Do you like, do you think that's, that's kind of sucks in your life because you've gotten maybe a little bit more visible in your life. So now you've got a lot more people coming to you and maybe being a little bit more critical of what you do. This is a conversation that was suggested to me by Dana, and I'm super excited to have her here. We were just talking before I hit record that it's been a while since we've seen each other, quote unquote, physically in person. It's probably been three or four years, but because of the joys of social media, I get to see her journey, and I'm really excited to hear more about that, and she's seen mine. So I feel like, you know, even though this is our first conversation in many years, we feel like we've already seen each other. We know what's going on. And I'm loving her business model right now. I think it's really clear. It speaks to me. So I'm super excited. But you know what? Before I ramble on about something that's probably not true in Dana's world, I'm going to say, tell us who you are and introduce yourself in whatever way you want to. Oh, thank you so much, Stacey. Yeah, it's so amazing how it really does feel like we've been, you know, side by side moving along this journey. Um, so my name is Dana Ferrant, and I call myself the badass business performance coach. So my piece is looking at the badass mindset combined with the practical woo to get you into strategic aligned action that works for you. So I am all about, you know, looking at what's going on on the inner landscape so that we can get you into action because it's both. It's both shifting the mental and the what you're doing. Um, so my platform, of course, involves the inner dominatrix, because I used to be a dominatrix, yes, the real whips and chains. And it's now an archetype for, for people to step into and to become that badass in their own business and really show up and be seen. And of course, we're going to dive into talking about being judged, which is one of my favorite topics. Well, I love that. And I think what I love the most is that you talk about taking action. So that is job one and that I'm an action focused person. So if we were going to sit there and talk forever about, you know, how do you feel about that? And how do you feel about this? And what do you think you should be doing? It's like, I just want to get into the action. I think that's what I'm loving about your brand in general. And it's always been, and it's always been there um, through the years that I've been following you. It's always been there, which is what I've really loved. It's like, all right, let's dive in. Let's get this stuff done. Move on. But mm -hmm. I have to ask you right off the beginning before we jump into being judged, because I think this is a really important topic, especially right now with the world and the crazy state that it's in right now. I think a lot of people are putting on their judgy hats mm -hmm. and making judgments on other people based on information that they don't know, because we're relying on, there's just so much information out there. We don't know what's going on, but I will tell you a really funny story about me being judged and how awesome it was. <laughs> I feel like I had made it in the world. Uh, but first, what does Link for Success mean for, to you? Lead for success. I, you know, I think the having the connections that we form with people. So, you know, in our network, you know, we talk about, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to have a network, but actually being linked, being connected in a way that's meaningful so that you can reach out in times of crisis or in, in good times and celebrating. Having those meaningful connections that move you forward in a way that makes sense. So it's not about, I'm going to be friends with Stacey because she can put me on her podcast and then that's going to lead to this, but actually letting yourself know for me, following your intuition. So I always follow my intuition on who, when, where, why, all of those things. 
And so it's interesting to sit back and unsee how it unfolds. So I didn't know I was going to be on your podcast four years ago when we met. Wasn't in my radar. I just thought Stacy's really cool. I want to stay connected with her. So that for me is a is a LinkedIn for success. So we are linked by more than just hey, let's be a strategic connection. I love that. I love that. And and you know what? You're absolutely right. I think there's people that you gel with, um, and you just want to stay connected to them, and you continue to follow them. Unfortunately, uh, there is situations where you connect with somebody and they end up being very toxic or they be very judgy. So I have to tell you my quick story. I remember, um, I don't know who it was who I was talking to, because it was many years ago, and they were asking somebody if they were coming to a particular event that I was going to be attending. So I was like, oh, I wonder if they're coming. And uh, they literally wrote back and said, not if Stacey Maynard's coming. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> and it was so funny because the person immediately was like, oh my God, like, are you okay? How do you feel? And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually feeling kind of good. Like, yay me. Because again, exa- and I think you're going you're gonna to speak to this, but when you put yourself out there more and the more people who know who you are, you are going to get judged and there are going to be, I call it the, the anti-fans. Mm-hmm. And to me, I had made it because I now had an anti-fan. So I thought it was really cool. And I I thought that was more of a sign of success. And maybe people don't see it my way. But that's the way that I looked at it. Because you can't in any way, shape or form, please everybody. Exactly. And not everyone's going to resonate with you in regards to you, your brand, who you are. And that's okay. Yeah. I start all my presentations with not everyone's going to like you. If we can just get over that, that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's, it's actually, it's better to really divide. And you know, my branding is very divisive. You know, when I get up and I, I talk about, you know, inviting people to stand in their inner dominatrix and that I used to be a dominatrix, the room will divide in half. I have half the room that will lean in and they're sliding me their cards covertly and they're like, we got to talk. And then the rest of them are like, you know, sucking back their face and trying to see if they can get themselves out of the room without being noticed. So they're trying to get out of the room. So, you know, I have always been a very divisive kind of person because I am bold. I am, you know, I have a strong presence. People think that I'm scary, but I'm actually very nice. You're very nice. I am. I am. (laughs) I I will kick your ass with a lot of love. That's how I phrase it, that what I do. But I'm not afraid to say, listen, I think you're being an idiot here. I don't think this is working for you. And some people get very offended by that. And that's what leads to the judgment, you know, and, and I have been called all kinds of names. All kinds. <laughs> so how do you handle that? Because like I said, I'm very confident with who I am. I know not everyone's going to like me. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. But it's not that easy to receive. And like you said, you've been in a, you know, you've created your brand to be very divided sometimes. How do you handle sometimes some of that criticism or judgment? Okay. So there's twofold here. So one, you know, the pure mindset of like, what do you tell yourself? You know, there's the piece of where you said, when we divide the room, we divide people into raving fans and raving haters. And so when you have that, the haters are still spreading the news about you because all publicity is good. Haters are going to hate. Haters are going to hate. And, uh, you know, all PR is good PR, right? And then, but we need to create those raving fans. When you are not divisive, then you get a bunch of lukewarm that do nothing. 
So that's the first shift is to realize that in order to create raving fans, you need to have haters because this is the way our whole paradigm works on this planet is that we have polarity. We have, you know, do you think people within their brands try to be in that lukewarm state and that they're afraid to kind of take that stand? Is that, do you see that? Absolutely. People are afraid of being judged. They're afraid of not being liked, not being included and all of those things create that scenario where people are afraid to take that bold action. <clears throat> so now circling back. So the second part of it, so that's just a pure mindset. Mm-hmm. What do you tell yourself? But that doesn't work for everybody because the deeper programming that's going on where I say, you know, it's like when we're afraid of not being liked, not being included, um, being kicked out of community, that starts to challenge our our core essence of who we are. And that's where we need to change the programming. So that's the deeper work that I do with people when we're really changing our internal systems. So changing those hooks and programs of what does it mean to be not liked? Was it, you know, when we, when we shift that and release the need to be liked, the need to be, you know, accepted, then we can go and take this bolder action because it's more about, do I like who I am? Am I happy being in my skin? And that becomes the motivator as opposed to the external. Well, it's interesting because, so I'm not a coach. I don't claim to be a coach. Um, <laughs> I have two words, stop it. And then if we can move on, we can, can if we can't, can't. So thank goodness for people like yourself. But I face that um, when I do LinkedIn profiles for people. And we start talking about who they are and we start sort of chunking some of that stuff up and saying, you know, well, why aren't you telling people, you know, this, that, or the other thing about yourself? And they literally will say that exact thing. They're like, but I I don't want to put that out there. What if somebody says something negative about it? I'm not ready to take that stand. And, And I find that very challenging because I see something in them and I get really excited and it's like, wow, like, but you could like say this and, and really take your stand on it. And, uh, and they're like, no, I'm not ready for that. So is there, is there something that somebody can do? Like, is it a confidence thing? Do they really need, do they just need to work on who they are or does it really come from a place of fear? Okay. Multi-layered. All of, of course. the above and <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is just yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll just stop it. Yes. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, we are complex beings. And so there's never just one layer to this. But I think um, at the core for most people, what trips them up is an unwillingness to lose. So whether it is losing friends, losing money, losing status, losing whatever, when we are really attached to, I need to hold on really tight. We know this, right? When you hold on to the garden hose really, really tight, you cut off the flow. And this is what happens to our money. This is what happens to, you know, client flows. All of the things is that when we are trying desperately to hang on to what we don't want to lose, then we don't allow the abundance to come in. We don't allow more. But that comes from, from the majority of people, that desperate hold comes from the deeper trauma that was imprinted earlier on. And, you know, I know no, people don't want to talk about this, but it's there. It's there. Our deeper trauma is what stops us from moving forward, but we can move it out. And this is a lot of what I do. I just don't lead with this because it scares people off. But the reality is that you know, even if you've done some work to heal the trauma, I promise you there are some deeper layers. If you're unwilling to show up and be visible, 
there's some deeper layers in there that really need to be healed. And it's a matter of, like I said, it's the programming. So of course, we're not going to go through that today, but that deeper work of moving those programs out changes how you are willing to show up. And I see this all the time. Like you can, I've worked with people who have worked with business coaches that are trying to force them to do something, but they're butting up against their trauma triggers. And when we actually move those trauma triggers out, you know, in a session or two, then all of a sudden they're able to implement the action that they have resisted for the last six years. Yeah. It's interesting when people do come back to me afterwards, um, if they've worked with somebody and it's like, okay, now I'm ready. And sometimes it's been a year, sometimes it's been two, it's, it can take a long time. Um, but I, I have previous clients where I'm like, you know what, I wasn't ready to put myself out there. So they did the bare minimum. And, and unfortunately, they're the client, I have to respect that at the time. But I obviously encourage them because being visible is such a huge part of business, especially when we're talking about small business. But you also talk about how we can actually take that and turn it into a positive. Yes. How can we take that criticism or, or that negative talk on social media or, you know, just just people saying not good things about you? How can you use that to, to push yourself forward? How can you use that as good fuel? Okay. Because I know how I do it, but I want to hear how you do it. All right. <laughs> so let's let's assume we've done some of the base work. Yep. We've we've worked with those things. So now it's a matter of of tapping into this um, what I say is higher level consciousness. And um, looking at everything as being energy. So energy is neutral. It's neither good nor bad. Lots of people like to say, you know, negative energy, positive energy, and keep your high vibes and all this stuff. Energy is just energy. Energy. And when we look at it from that perspective and we say, okay, so-and-so is judging me, that is energy. It's neutral. And if I allow that energy to come in, and say, oh, well, what if I view this as fuel? Of like, oh, that's great. So a little example from my past, of course, in the in the kink world, people would on the outside would say, oh, you're you're such a slut, and I'm like, oh, stop! <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Much. Like, I know, <laughs> right? And this is like, it's a spin because within that world, you know, that was a term that was affectionate for me. Like that was my imprint, that it was affectionate. And so if people would say that, I could see that as being like, oh, thanks. I could receive it as a compliment. And this is the flip. Having come from that world, all of the things that we think are bad are able to be flipped in our brain or able to be flipped in how we perceive them to be something that we enjoy, that's pleasurable. And it's the same thing with judgments. We can actually learn to take that as a fuel that drives us forward. Just so you said, hey, I have a hater. Woo woo, look at me, I'm successful now. I got some haters, right? Haters gonna hate, hate, hate. <laughs> yeah, but we flip it around. But we do have to do that reprogramming. You know, if you're not already at the place where you can just flip it in your brain, then there's some deeper reprogram that needs to happen. I want to stress that to anybody listening. Like, it's not, it's not a like, hey, here no, you go. Just like you're not something. Exactly. It's not something you all of a sudden decide to do. And I did that work uh, within myself because I know probably 10 years ago, if I had received that message, it literally would have crushed me. Right. Really would have crushed me because I just did not have 
I just did not have that confidence in myself, I would have gone, oh my goodness. And I probably would have, you know, gone really far. I would have reached out and I would have, you know, found out why and what could I do to repair and how could I fix this? I didn't even know who the person was, by the way. I had no idea. <laughs> I had to look them up. Didn't even know who right. they were. But I probably would have gone forth in that effort. No, but you need to get to know me. How could you possibly say something negative? Yeah. But it's interesting when you've done that work and you come out the other side and you go, okay, that's your issue, not mine. Right. Like you said you can turn that around really easily when you turn the what they perceive, which I think is really cool, is what they perceive as maybe a criticism. And you go, oh, thanks very much. And they're like, hang on, that did not work the way I wanted it to. <laughs> right? You didn't accept that, but therefore you took the power away from them. You took the power away from the word. You took the power away from um, what they were trying to say. And all of a sudden they're going, huh? That's that's but but you're supposed to be offended. You're supposed to be mad at me. You're supposed to be, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's the best way to diffuse a hater is to like, oh, you're so kind. Thank you. Now you do have to get to a place where you can say that in genuineness and not in the sarcastic. Oh, thanks. Same to you. Yeah. Well, sometimes, and I'm an extremely sarcastic person, but I came from a place where I started using sarcasm as a defense mechanism. Right. Right. In in your unconfident, insecure world, that does become a very much of a you know, just defensive. Um, And now it's just fun. (laughs) I'm still sarcastic because it's really fun. (laughs) But that's okay. So how do you bring all that to the online world? So we're living in a world where, unfortunately, right now. With COVID-19 going on, everyone's self-isolating. We've got crazy people, you know, fighting over toilet paper in the stores, uh, which is absolutely insane. And But unfortunately, on social media, there's a lot of criticism out there. So even if you say, you know, I went to the store to buy milk, you know, you're getting criticized. If you're outside, like my son went for a run, because um, I'm encouraging them to stay physical, right? They're outside for a run or my son's outside um, in the driveway playing basketball and there's people walking by criticizing them for being outside. You know, you're supposed to stay inside. You're supposed to stay inside. Um, You know, they're still on my property. You know, my son's going for a walk. He's not going with a friend. He's going by himself. Um, I mean, those are kids and that's different. Um, But a lot of people on social media are getting criticized for the small things that they're doing right now. Any advice because and through this online world of how, and I have another question um, after this specifically relates to LinkedIn, okay. but, um, but how, do, how do people handle that? Any advice? Okay. So again, multiple layers here. So first of all, let's get your listeners some tools for working with the energy. Okay. So first of all, if we imagine a bubble around ourselves and, you know, like an egg-shaped bubble, and it's about arm width out, Okay. So you've got that bubble around people you. People who can't see her, she's actually people, doing, she, she's right. putting her arms out to the side. I have to talk with my hands. It's, it's like a visual. <laughs> it's a visual. Yeah. I mean, you can't see it, but that's okay. She's doing an okay. egg shape and she's moving her arms. Got it. <laughs> Thank I you for it. describing that. <laughs> okay. So now I want you to pick a color. So pick your favorite color. Got it. And you're going to fill that egg shape bubble with your color. Okay. Now this is a magical color. So as we move this color out, it does not dilute. All right. So it's just going to take up more space. So this is a way of moving our energy field out. So what you're going to do is you're going to now imagine filling the room that you're in with your favorite color. And then we're going to keep going and you're going to fill all of your city or town with your color. And we just keep going out, fill all of your province or state with your color. 
And we keep going, fill all of your country and then the world. And we keep going out. Now, I you know, take people keep going all the way out to like infinite space. And the idea here is that the more space you have energetically, the more perspective you can get on a situation. Because now you feel like you have room and you are, you are on a subconscious level allowing yourself to kind of see the, the bigger picture. That shift alone is enough to, to really start you know, opening things up. Now we can move into saying, okay, when people are judging me, it is all about them and it's not about me. So they're projecting all of their insecurity, all of their hurt, all of the whatever onto me. And now you can have some compassion for where they are. And, and then the next big piece of this is like, well, what if I was willing to let people make me wrong? What if I was willing? Yeah. And, and it's that, it's that opening up that space. Because ultimately, there's actually no right or wrong. You can't be right and you can't be wrong. And when we allow ourselves to just like move forward with, well, what's, what's going to get me the desired outcome? And the desired outcome is, is, you know, moving forward in our businesses, if we're talking business, right? So allowing ourselves to be judged allows us to move forward. So what if I'm willing to let people make me wrong? Wow. That's very cool. That's very, and not easy to do. No, it does take practice, yeah, but starting with the expanding out, okay, <laughs> starting with the expanding out and, and unplugging from everybody else. So <laughs> unplugging from them emotionally, energetically, um, and every now and then take a break from social media. I know you're the queen of LinkedIn, but take a break now and then. You know what? It's so true. Even I have to um, been practicing what I've been preaching. Um, detoxes are really important. I think right now, unfortunately, everyone has become an expert. Um, <laughs> and I think that's part of the problem too, is the, the ones that are being most critical and most judgy potentially could be um, the ones that are, you know, not staying home or, you know, perhaps they're the ones that are going out for mm -hmm. a loaf of bread or the chocolate bar or something like that, right? The non-essentials. Um, so I'm just seeing a lot of interesting stuff. So I'm, yes, I have had to get off of specifically Facebook. Oh, yes. not finding too much um, on the other platforms. I'm finding Facebook a lot more because of the Facebook groups and and again those personal profiles where people feel that they can sort of stand on their soapbox and go off I on tangents. Think that with Facebook, like. I don't know if you notice this, but it feels like Facebook is a dying platform. So the people who are left on Facebook, for the most part, are those who are stuck. They don't want to change. And so if you get a bunch of people who don't want to change, they're the ones that are going to be the judgy ones. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because again, like I'm finding the flow over on Instagram very different. The vibe on that platform, very different right now. Um, very inspirational. I'm finding, and, and maybe, you know, typically if you want to talk about the age group of the people who are on these platforms, granted, it's gotten much older, which is why the younger ones have gotten off. Yeah. Um, but you're right, the ones that are willing to embrace something different, embrace a different way of doing it. And they're really, like, I'm really finding that platform very inspirational and very motivational right now because of the information. People are going live, doing exercising, getting out there, really showcasing what they're doing while they're, self, they're social isolating, which is really different than what I'm seeing on Facebook, which is judging other people. Mm -hmm. So instead of, you know, hey, leading by example, which is what I see over on Instagram, Facebook is being more judgy around other people. And then on LinkedIn, I don't see it as much. I'm not seeing there's a lot of yeah. focus around information that's legit. 
which is really good from reputable sources um, and also information on various, you know, business things, um, what the government's decisions have been, you know, based on if you're a small business, whether you're a corporation, you know, what does it look like? Was it look like staying home tips on how to work from home and still stay sane, (laughs) which I know is a real big challenge for people. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm finding um, I find, and the reason why I specialized on LinkedIn is because it gives people an opportunity, like I said, to really put themselves out there in a professional way. And I'm finding because the profile is just so substantial as opposed to other platforms, right? Like Instagram, mm-hmm. 160 characters on, you know, I can write anything I want in 160 characters. Like who cares? I can change it tomorrow if I want to. Um, but with LinkedIn being so robust, I think the biggest challenge, like I said before, was just getting people to understand that they can put themselves out there. So how do you differentiate between maybe um, some of the challenges that they have some of the challenges that they face personally and how do you translate that into the business world so that they can present themselves professionally but still take a stand on a topic and opinions because that's the other piece that I get a lot of pushback when I do um, presentations is that somebody will, it's like, I'll say to them, okay, go give your opinion on something. So my biggest, um, my biggest advice to people is to go through your newsfeed and actually give valuable comments on other people's posts. That's an extremely important strategy when it comes to LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, what ends up happening when I tell people like that, tell people that in a presentation, I get, well, but what? I have to give my opinion? But what if somebody doesn't like my opinion? Mm -hmm. right now I've tarnished my reputation. So how can we be strong in what we believe and still kind of put ourselves out there in that professional realm? Okay. So a lot, that was a big question. That was a a big question. Yes. I love it. You asked very small questions and you you really step it up. Um, So, um, okay. So again, I'm, I'm kind of biased in this in, in that I really think people need to do the inner work first before they start putting themselves out there for business. Because if you are still functioning from this, I'm not willing to lose, then you are not navigating through these scenarios from this space of being playful with it, being engaging, being interactive, right? When we feel like we can't lose then we do things like trying to hijack somebody else's post. Like I've had people do that, you know, Oh, you should do this. And they'll talk about their technique and, and it's not boosting the other person up. And so, you know, that's great, but it comes from this really needy kind of skin, you know, just little glommy things. It doesn't feel good. But when we've done our inner work, we can show up and, and feel like we can contribute to a conversation, have a bit an opinion and we'll end up doing it in a way that invites conversation as opposed to conflict. Because when I'm really solid about I'm willing to be judged, the funny thing is that people stop judging me quite so much. But when I'm That's the irony of, being, of it, eh? Yeah. When, I, when I'm afraid of being judged or I'm afraid of putting an opinion out there, then everybody attacks it. It's kind of like this big neon sign saying, right here, right here. Like, yeah, <laughs> put your opinion in, right? <laughs> Pick me. Um, it's a really interesting thing, but there is there is a definite energetic connection of what we're putting out, how we're saying it. So when we come to that place of like being really solid about it, it's so much easier because otherwise our head just gets in the way and then we're judging it, we're second guessing it, and it just comes across kind of messy. It does. And I love the fact that you, you use the term hijacking a post 
And it's, it happens so much. And it's so interesting because I find myself, I'm connected to a lot of people who do something similar that I do, a lot of other LinkedIn experts and stuff like that. And we continue to support each other. But the people who are supporting each other are the ones that are comfortable with what they do. They're comfortable in what they say. They're supportive. Um, they make comments on mine. I make comments on theirs. We're not trying to get each other as customers, but we're really comfortable with what we're doing. So I'm absolutely, I'm not going to hijack their post or they're not going to hijack mine. They're going to support the philosophy. They're going to support almost like uh, my mother always said, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. It's a and great wisdom. It, it is a great wisdom. It came from, you know, obviously many years of, you know, learning and growing and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, she's a very wise woman, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, it, and, and I think that's what it comes down to is that when we become really insecure, we want to figure out how we can one up, right? Okay. Well, you know, Dana said something really interesting, but hang on a second. I want to one up her. And when you want to one up somebody, that's not coming from a good place. No, You're, that's coming from a place of competition that's not coming from a place of collaboration, which I'm all about. And this is the whole philosophy around the show and everything, which is, you know, building those true relationships without understanding what will go forward. You talked right in the beginning, you know, we met four years ago, we stayed in touch, I've been following you, you've been following me, whatever, we haven't actually physically talked in a long time. But we didn't know, we didn't know that we would be having this conversation today. The show didn't exist four years ago, but we stayed in touch and you just never know what's going to happen. But when you continue to watch somebody with a watchful eye of one-upping, how can I get ahead of her? How can I make her, how can I steal? All of that stuff comes, unfortunately, from a worth less, like they're not feeling good about themselves. They're not feeling the worth, worth that they less. bring forward. And, you know, okay, so I, I got to own my own stuff here because, you know, I'm not perfect. And there has been a time when I have done that. You've heard it and here the, first, guys. She's not it, perfect. I'm not, I know. It's shocking, right? <laughs> I'm not perfect either. Don't tell my husband. I think he knows. Um, but, you know, when I was in that space of trying to one-up, there was two things going on. One, you know, there was an, there was another layer that I need to do for being willing to lose. But there's also this societal pressure to be the expert. And this idea that, you know, I need to always be putting myself out as the expert. And then of course I, you know, I swung the other way of like, you know, just showing a little too much raw. <laughs> open the kimono a little too, too wide. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm finding the, the happy medium <laughs> just to peek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get an ankle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I, I think there's, there's also just that recognition of being the expert. Sometimes we become more of the expert when we let go of trying to be the expert. And, and isn't that ironic? Isn't that ironic? I know. It's always, right? It's just, the minute I let go of the need to have anything is the moment I can have it. The universe it's, is really cruel. <laughs> the universe is a very, very interesting place. Um, but yes. that is such an interesting, um, just an interesting philosophy because I've always had a problem with the word expert. So it's like, well, I don't know everything. Yeah. I can't be an expert. However, I think I can be because I know if I don't know exactly, I know where to find it, who to ask, and the resources to be able to get it for yeah. you. So that brings my expert model uh, to a different perspective versus mm -hmm. feeling that insecure um, when I first use that term of, well, wait a minute, am I being a fraud? 
and I wanted to be authentic to myself. So mm-hmm. I actually had to reframe the term in my head before I could actually use it. Because again, I didn't want to be called out on it. Well, you don't know everything, but it's funny that an expert doesn't know everything yeah. and you don't need to know everything. You don't. So as soon as you accept the word, you can become that. It, 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 that's a great phrase. I love that. It's so true. Thanks. So any, any last words of wisdom, any last pieces of advice you can possibly give in regards to this whole world of owning who you are and owning your own, I don't even know, um, owning being judged? I, you know, I say, I would say just the, the play with it, to think of this as more of a game that you know, to open up and, and say, what if I was willing to be judged? But to be playful with the, the whole piece, you know, when people, people judge you, okay, so here, let me leave it with this. This is a great, like, you know, grade one, playground, <laughs> you know, we got the best advice in kindergarten sometimes, right? We so, got the best advice in kindergarten. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So when somebody be judging you, here's your mantra for, for when they're judging you. I made a rubber, you're made of glue. That's stuff of me and stick to you. <laughs> and, and in case you didn't know, she stuck her tongue out at the end because oh, yeah, that's what yeah. you would have done in kindergarten. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's better that way. But you know what I think? Um, and, and as well, uh, play with it. And, and I'm just going to add on to that and say, try it. Because yeah. you know what? If you go, if you just dip your toe in and you make a comment and you see that some people don't like it, but you know what? A lot of people will, because I think that's, that was me. I dipped my toe in and I had so much support. I had a few people that goes, you know what? I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't care. Um, and, uh, but I had so many people support. Then you go, oh, and that kind of fuels you as well. So you kind of stop listening to the people who are sort of criticizing you and not agreeing. And you start being really fueled by the people that do, because you realize that you're not alone and you can, you do have a lot of people out there who are loving what you do and resonating with you do. And the people that don't just don't matter. Yeah. So how can people find you? So I'm very lucky. I am the only data <laughs> parent in the world. So if you That's Google awesome. my name, isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, no. you. I don't even have a middle name because it's so unique. <laughs> so P-H-A-R-A-N-T. So it's like phone, but parent. Uh, you can find me on all of the social media platforms, although LinkedIn is my preferred choice um, at this point. I love that platform. And, you know, if you want to go over to innerdominatrix.com, you can grab a copy of the Badass Intuition and get that rocking. That's awesome. And I'll put that link below as well. Awesome. Thanks, Dana. Thanks for tuning in. I'd love to have you join the conversation over on social media. You can follow me at Socially Stacy. And remember when your comments to use hashtag link for success. And remember, don't just link for the sake of linking, link for success.